This is Hope FM. Well, sadly, uh, we continue to see the breakdown of many relationships, often leading to divorce and separation. But a Restored Lives course has been running in partnership with Love Church uh, locally. And the Reverend Roger Carr-Jones is joining me now to share a wee bit more about the, the course and the impact that it's been having locally. So good morning to you, Roger. Good morning, Blair. Thank you very much for inviting me back. Now, I mean, obviously, uh, I was just reading some statistics this morning, you know, about sort of marriage uh, and and divorce and so on. And I suppose the good news is that whereas at one point people were talking about 50% of all marriages ending in divorce, that that figure seems to have dropped in recent years to 30%. But I guess that the, the thing that you're most concerned about is the is the pain and the and the heartache and everything of course that that goes along with that. Was that what inspired the the putting together of this course? Yes, so it's a long-standing course that um has been running for over 20 years, but it has been particularly over the last 10 years revised to um bring the sort of tools that people would help need to um, help them on this particular journey. I think there's nothing worse than actually, um, I think through divorce or separation, our immediate feeling is one of isolation. And sometimes it's very difficult to articulate what we're really feeling or what it is that we need. And I think that is the beauty of the Restored Lives scheme is it goes at the pace of each individual because each story is unique. Um, but if I just quick overview, it, it, it looks about at things like communication and conflict resolution, particularly with your ex-partner. Um, the most difficult aspect of letting go, how, how to f- find or give forgiveness. And also, I think last night we were chatting about managing other relationships and that's both within um, the extended family, friends, but in particular, the relationship with children, whether young or adult, everything is impacted, sadly, by this change in life. Now, clearly, you've been running the, the courses, been running just for a few weeks uh, uh, locally in conjunction with, with Love Church. But of course, as you quite rightly said, I think you said over 20 years the course has been running. But there was a chap called, is it, now I'm going to get the pronunciation of his surname wrong. Uh, maybe I'll let you, uh, Eric is his first name. You say his surname because I, I am sure I'll pronounce Aston. it. Aston Cold. Caston Cold. So Eric obviously has been running the course over, over the, the last. 10 years right at the heart of it did he have personal experience or or what was it that motivated him to to bring this course to the fore well eric um attended the course when it was entitled restoration for the uh, separated and divorced um so he's coming from place of his own personal experience and and i have to say um a willingness to share his own story and to also be quite candid about that. Um, so one of, one of the, um, I think, very helpful aspects of the scheme is that it's interspersed throughout with personal stories. And in the initial um, delivery, we very much focus, Eric shares his own story, uh, which is very touching, um, but it is a vehicle to allow other people to have the freedom of the space 
to begin to share their unique story. And of course, that's a, that's a really important thing, isn't it? Because uh, I mean, funny enough, there's a new record out at the moment, or uh, music called "Truth Be Told," you know, which is a great track. I should have lined it up actually to play, but it's about how in the UK we, you know, when we're saying, "Well, how are you?" and we say, "Well, I'm fine, I'm fine, everything's okay," you know, uh, we, we're not always the best at being able to talk about personal experience, particularly, of course, if it's related to some form of of painful experience. Uh, I think that's very true, and I think particularly when we talk about um, separation and then divorce, these are still very much taboo areas within both church and society itself. Um, in some way, people have a sense that, oh, I, I have failed or um, I've let the side down, um, rather than actually seeking the compassion and support that really I think is, is needed. And of course, um, it, it is important, isn't it? Because I, I did have a quick look at the statistics, and 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 uh, I think I quoted you the thirty percent uh, sort of breakdown of of marriages. But that's exactly the same percentage uh, among Christians. There, there there isn't any difference. So, so it's something that really we have to get on the agenda uh, because it's important. Again, and I think that the reasons behind um, divorce and separation are in themselves very complex. Um, so, but one of the challenges I think is, is it goes back that little bit uh, earlier sometimes to uh, have helped people to understand how communication works within a relationship, but also understanding how relationships change over time and that need for us all to, to stay in contact, uh, contact with one another. That doesn't always happen. And sometimes it may have been that actually the um, right at the beginning of the relationship, there might have been things that were unresolved and they've just stayed below the surface, sadly. But as I say, that each, each story is unique and situations differ so much. Now, obviously, in, in a normal environment, you're beginning people meeting together, you know, uh, physically <laughs> in a small group of course that hasn't been possible this time round, has it was it was it difficult recruiting people to the course which of course is running at the moment started on the 8th of of, of february did, did you get a, a a a good group of people joining coming together yes because there's actually i suppose the dynamic is slightly different so um when you're in a face-to-face -face setting you can probably you can facilitate a larger uh, group of people um, simply because the interaction is different. Um, but with the approach that's been taken um, this time round is to where we're delivering via uh, Zoom is to look at groups of roughly eight to ten so that you can maintain a sense of intimacy. Interestingly, though, um, I would say that um, from the little group that I'm with a lot of people have actually found it easier to attend because it isn't face-to-face. -face. I think it's worth bearing in mind that um, simply to come to an evening takes a huge amount of personal courage, particularly at the beginning. So if you imagine you've got to get in your car and you've got to travel somewhere and you've got to step through the door. And I suppose not, not, not really knowing you know, what you're going to encounter. Um, exactly. And um, also, we, we all feel vulnerable. Um, we're, we're bringing into this space quite a lot of hurt. 
Um, but the one of the benefits that I've noticed is actually people um, have the security of their own space. They are comfortable. I am at home. Um, I'm separated by a screen. If I felt the need to go on silence or, or to turn my video off, I can do so, and, and there's not a problem about that. But the strange thing is that I have really been struck at how well my particular local group have gelled together over the last five weeks. Really quite, quite, quite amazing. Does it take long for, I mean, you, you, you shared there earlier on about the importance of people sharing personal experience, you know, and, and, and of course that, that can be a hard and, and very painful thing. Uh, has that level of sharing uh, in, in the group that you're currently working with, Roger, been at a, 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 a good level? Yes, what I, what I say, the, the beauty of uh, the model that we follow is that um, you have somebody who leads on the evening, introduces the topic. There are then videos that individuals watch themselves, and then we come together for group discussions, but those group discussions are uh, conducted in breakout groups. So we're able to either have a group of four or we might have a group of three. So I've got three lovely helpers with me. And it's knowing that in that shared space, words can be expressed or not, but at the moment they return to the main group, all of those words have evaporated. It's a safe space. So, so what's said in the room stays in the room, and that confidentiality is such a key thing. What are the key things, I mean, that, that you've discovered over the years that people are carrying? Is it pain and shame and, and even a sense of, uh, of failure and rejection what are the what are the things that are that are common in in people who go through these very challenging and painful experiences i think residual hurt particularly when we have committed ourselves to somebody else and we have shared with them at a very intimate level both you know physical emotional and spiritual um carrying the burden of, well, could I have done better or was it my fault? Um, emotional, the, the emotional impact, I think, should never be underestimated because the life that you expected and planned for has suddenly gone. Um, so people open up in, in a variety of different ways. Um, but I think some of the things that you've put on your list, I think people would sit there and tick and say, yes, yes, yes. So it's never, I think, one thing. It's, it's, we're, we're complex. And in the little group that I've got, we, we've got a mixture of um, some people who have become separated during the lockdown period. And we have some people who have been uh, divorced for anywhere between five years to 20 years. But what they have found through being on the course is that it has allowed um, feelings and emotions to bubble up to the surface and to in a sense be let go of it's quite surprising how much we can suppress without realizing how it affects other relationships whether that's with immediate family or friends 
You're listening to Community Now on Hope FM with Keith Jones Bookshop, serving the community for over 50 years. Visit keithjones.co.uk. And uh, today I'm talking to the Reverend Carr Jones and about the Restored Lives uh, course for people who have had to walk through at some point in their lives uh, breakdown in in relationship. Uh, and of course we were, were talking there really about the things that probably are not dealt with and those things which are uh, common that you mentioned, the sort of conflict and the lack of communication. Uh, and I, I guess that if those things in any relationship are not really dealt with, they, they they tend to either get worse or certainly, you know, even they might be buried, there can be other consequences, uh, can't there, Roger? Indeed. I mean, if we give the example, it's a bit like in, in normal relationships. Sometimes we have something which I might call as a pinch, So it's something that my partner does that it affects me, but they're oblivious to it. And the problem with pinches is that sometimes we we don't resolve them, so we we just hold on to them. And then a relationship can actually get a number of pinches that lead to a crunch. So a crunch is where suddenly, you know, one of us flies off the handle and the other says, whoa, what's all this about? And so it's just understanding at a lower level that relationships are often involved stages of negotiation. We're, we're always, as we move through life, should be adjusting and making changes because we're, we're never going to be the people we were when we first met because, as with anything else in life, experiences change us. And it's important that we should be able to try and keep you know, in contact with one another. Now, that's an ideal. It doesn't always work out that way. And sometimes, as I know from being part of these groups, is that it can be a real surprise and a real shock to people when one partner suddenly says, I'm leaving. So, and that leaves residual pain, which can either be physical or emotional. But a pain that's not addressed is a pain that remains there, even if it's pushed down into our subconscious. Now, I suppose that we, we should sort of stress that the, the nature of the Restored Lives course is, is not necessarily to enable people to get back together. You know, the restoration isn't, isn't about, you know, well, let's get back together again and, and start again. Although I guess that in some cases that has been possible. But this is largely more to deal with, 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 with what people are carrying uh, as a result of what they've been through. Am I right in assuming that, Roger? I, I would think uh, I would say that that in general is is the majority of the people that we would be meeting. I have known of instances where you know a couple have attended separate courses, and as a consequence of that, have actually begun to recognise the things in their own relationship that they hadn't resolved or addressed. And I said one of the key bits is is how we can learn to communicate well and effectively. But for most people who will be on this journey, restoration is the right word. It's that ability to rediscover yourself, to acknowledge any pain or hurt, and sometimes to acknowledge perhaps where you may have been at fault within the relationship as well. So there's always, there's always two sides um, to a story, but it's then feeling safe and neutral about the past in order that you can establish healthy relationships with a mixture of people. In, t- in terms of the restoration thing, I mean, I suppose that uh, you know, people can be um, carrying things, and because of this, we, as human beings, we do have this tendency to, to, to repress uh, 
our feelings and so on. And then sometimes for some people, of course, it, it, it can be like, I guess, opening a can of worms. <laughs> uh, maybe one of the reasons why they wouldn't even dream of engaging in this sort of process. But if people were feeling that way, Roger, what would you be saying to them to, to, to encourage them to think a wee bit differently? I think what I would say is to to be aware that your feelings are your feelings. That is how you are feeling at this moment in time. But sometimes we need to find mechanisms and ways of being able to safely express that. So sometimes we encourage people to to keep a journal, to actually say, well, I, I'm going to, I need to let out how I'm feeling at this moment in time and the experience that I have gone through. Um, one of the aspects that we look at sometimes is, is around the, the area of forgiveness. Now, forgiveness actually goes, not necessarily I can forgive you for what you have done, but forgiveness allows a certain amount of letting go. So a little practice we've often said is sometimes there's something that, you know, that is really burning up. Again, why not write it out and then find if a ritual way through prayer or whatever to then destroy even but we it's not till we let the words out of ourselves that we can begin to sort them and to make sense of them um there's nothing worse than pushing things down imagine if you had a dental abscess you wouldn't say oh i've got an abscess you'd say i've got an abscess that i need to deal with because the longer i leave it actually the more damage it's doing to other parts of me other than my tooth yeah so does that help yeah and i think all, i suppose the, the the only thing is that sometimes you know we're not always aware are we you know because uh, um you know you, I mean, if you had an abscess you'd, you'd have the pain that goes with it wouldn't you but but sometimes of course in in, in life uh, particularly when, when we go through traumatic scenarios we don't we're not even aware of the impact that some of these things can have on us and it's, it's sometimes triggered by you know Music, some unusual things that can bring feelings to the fore, and we're almost taken by surprise. Has that been expressed as you as you've talked to people in the course? Uh, well, yes. Only only this week, um, when we were discussing around ma managing other relationships, we were also talking about the relationships, um, let's say, with adult children, and it was a realization of actually um, respecting where your your children are on their journey rather than them becoming embroiled or drawn into understandably your own emotions because um, we can sometimes but when we're hurting we're not always conscious that actually we're extending that hurt or sh giving that hurt to somebody else to carry which can be hugely difficult for them but that's all part of um, a healing process the thing about forgiveness is that it stops us being tied to the past and gives hope for the future. And that isn't always that easy. Roger, in terms of, of somebody listening to us this morning, gone through, you know, um, separation, divorce, or maybe going through it right now that it's not even at the point of, of resolution, um, why should they consider maybe uh, the restored lives course as something that might that might help might support them um i think like all journeys the best journeys are always the ones that we have with company 
And again, an analogy of a journey is sometimes it's um, the walking alongside somebody. So if I go on a journey with a friend, I don't always have to look at them, but I can walk with them and I can talk. And it's that freedom of talking. But also as we hear other people's stories, sometimes it might chime, but also it, I think, brings out our natural desire to, to want to help and support another person who we know is in pain. And I think that that's that's part. Uh, it's it's you know if I if I was going to go on a journey uh, uh, like this, it's understanding perhaps the landscape. Now I'm going to be in different parts of that landscape at different times. But if I'm beginning to understand that there's there's a there's a process of actually understanding. Um, closest analogy I would say is the spiral that go, we go through in recovery to do with bereavement because it is a bereavement. It's a huge loss. Um, and it's, 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 I think the secret of, of uh, Restored Eyes is it helps us to, to get out of sometimes those cul-de-sacs in life. So imagine if you're constantly in that cycle of loss, pain, hurt, and despair. Um, and it's not easy then to make the steps that will begin to move us through to hope, but then later the, the freedom that we have, the choices that we can make for the future. So I wouldn't underestimate the, the emotional roller coaster, but I think um, being isolated is probably one of the worst things that could happen. And I suppose the other thing that we ought to really stress very importantly is the confidential nature of everything, because you're dealing here with people's lives and sensitive things, and and of course you do have to be careful whom you share, share your innermost thoughts with. But I guess that the protocol around the course is one of what's shared in the room stays in the room very much so uh, confidentiality lies at the heart of all that we do and i think it's the point of knowing that if a sharing space is confidential it enables the things that need to be shared to be expressed so nobody's going to refer back and say well last week you said x y and said moment you leave those breakout spaces that's where those words stay until they evaporate and, and that is vital um, because then it that when we have the freedom to share from a very deep place sometimes so it's not always about going into the detail of but it's it's being able to express those deeper feelings and emotions safely this is hope fm and you're gonna be mine. Well, even though uh, we have to work work through some di- dark times sometimes, a reminder there, of course, from, from Frank, that the best is yet to come. And I suppose the truth of the matter is, uh, Roger, that sometimes it's the most painful experiences in our lives that can actually produce uh, wonderful fruit, even though uh, it can be very, very painful uh, getting there. Uh, indeed, and I think it's. Um, but sometimes, if we if we don't go through that journey, um, we won't also discover the wonderful qualities about ourselves as well, um, and affirming who we are as a person. So I'm not defined by the breakdown of my relationship. I'm defined by who I am and what I bring to other people, and I think that's a great moment with which to move forwards. 
Now, Roger, had times been a little bit better and we had you and a number of people who are on the course or who have completed the course uh, here uh, chatting to us, obviously they'd be able to, to look back and reflect on how this whole eight-week experience of the Restored Lives course has, has helped them. I'll turn to you, though. What, what sort of things, what sort of feedback have you had? What are people saying to you about what has really, really helped them? And are there some where it hasn't helped? Right. It's not unusual for somebody to repeat the course. And there's someone I know who said, actually, when I did the course last year, I thought, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm fine. I've moved on. But then realized, actually, it allowed other things to bubble up that they needed to, if you like, to be able to address. So ha- how to uh, communicate factually but safely with their uh, former partner, um, but also to realize that um, I needed this release valve in order for me to process everything that ha- has happened to me through the breakdown of my relationship. Now, I think what I would say is that if a course, if you find it hasn't worked for you, it may well be that at that moment in time, you're also not quite ready to go and explore certain areas. Now, I have known some people who've had to, on some of the aspects, to say, um, for this time, I just need to get up and leave this space. It's not somewhere that I, I can go to today. And that's what we would respect. But then we'd say, well, you know, you're free to come along again back on the course. And then when the moment's right for you, you'll be able to explore safely the issues that this has raised for you. Because um, can, we can have some people who very sadly um, no longer are able to enjoy a relationship with their children as a consequence of the relationship background or learning to redefine um, the boundaries that exist between them and their former partner. Um, but I think all of it helps to give a grammar. What I, I'd always stress, though, it is the individual's journey. We are Our role is there to facilitate, to help, to listen, and to encourage. But we do not, not say to people, this is what you should be doing. It's That is an internal process which is left with the person. For more inspirational interviews, podcasts, and Hope FM best bits, visit hopefm.com forward slash listen again.